0: dum 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 You hear that, John? I hear that, Joe. That's the Grim Reaper coming for Urban Meyer. Struck on December 15th, December 16th in the middle of the night. Like Jack the Ripper in late. Victorian England, Urban's gone, gone, like a caterpillar that never transformed into a butterfly, gone, first coaching casualty of the 2021 season, we are going to cover that in detail today. We're also going to cover COVID, something we've steered away from on this podcast, but it's about time that we talk about it and how it's ravaging the NFL and sports alike. And what the ramifications are for some of the, it seems like it's hitting some pretty important teams
1: Yeah, it is at
0: a really, really bad time. So we're going to cover that. And then we're going to go over week 14 and a couple of different teams on how their games have impacted. The Cardinals, what's next for them? No DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the regular season. And the division is not on lock. What does that mean for them? We're also going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. And what that overtime thriller means for both teams with four games to play and then finally we are going to get back to our fantasy sleepers and busts the injury bug for the fantasy sleepers and busts has come back our curse is alive and well as two two people we picked this week both elijah moore and lamar jackson were hurt or got hurt during a game or were put on ir before the versus even played so we're going to try to buck that trend And then our game picks where John is falling behind in a race like the tortoise and the hare. And I am the tortoise. The slow and steady one wins the race, John. Slow and steady one wins the race. We got that and a lot coming up for you. Next on Perfect Spiral. Spencer, hit that mother of the tape. Play
1: to win the game. Touchdown! Can't wait. We are back. Joe's in a really, really good mood today. What would, Wouldn't you be? Well, you got a haircut. Let's set the tone. You got a haircut. You called me. You got a haircut. You were buying ChapStick. What would, did I? Wouldn't you be happy if you were me? I would be. We were just, we were talking, the fantasy group chat was going off yesterday about Urban Meyer. Well, today's a happy
0: day. I have renewed hope. I have renewed faith.
1: We have dog barking in the background. In
0: what was a tumultuous 2021 football season. Probably the most difficult season I've ever endured as a fan. Way, way worse than last year. Way worse. Than it, last year It was definitely worse Way worse than last year Folks, my name is Joe Miglio And I have my co-host in front of me John
1: McCarthy John, how are you on this Thursday evening? I'm much better than I was last week I'm very happy to Last hear week that. was very bad I mean, I'm still coughing everybody a little bit But I'm not okay. okay We are nine days away
0: From the day that Christ was born And we have so much to go over today we are here at number episode number forty-two, guys, four two. But before we get into anything, I just want to let you know: comment, review, subscribe on any of the podcast platforms you are listening to us. Whether it's pie, po- well, apples, I was going to say podcast. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, or Buzzsprout, we are on all platforms. Please. Review and subscribe and talk to us. I was talking to some Jaguar fans today in our Twitter spaces for the first time. That was fun. We were talking about some Jaguar. That was, that was really nice. I enjoyed that very much. That was interesting. John, before we start today, we did not get an opportunity to ex- express our condolences for Demarius Thomas and the uh, insanely, um, you know, Tragic. Tragic is a great word. Situation yeah. that struck him and his family last week before the games were played. After we did our podcast last week, just want to express our condolences to the Thomas family, uh, to the Denver Broncos organization, um, and to anybody else who knew Demarius as a family member or a friend. Gone too soon at 33. Way too soon. Um, Demarius was a fine, fine player for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Also played for teams like the New England Patriots and the the New York Jets. Um, But he was known as a Bronco. Uh, I believe he was part
1: of that Super Bowl winning team with Peyton Manning. He had the touchdown winning catch in overtime against the Steelers from Tebow.
0: Yep. Um, So Demarius Thomas had a fine career uh, the Broncos honored his memory well by manhandling the lions on Sunday, uh, at mile high, 38 10. Uh, John, any, any words for Demarius Thomas, anything you remember about Demarius Thomas's career?
1: So first of all, Demarius Thomas was an absolute beast, right? Like there was, I think he had like five straight 1400 yard seasons or something. His numbers were off the charts for those four years. He was with Peyton Manning. Um, but what's amazing about Demarius Thomas and what was so great to see the outpouring of was just, just how much people respected him as a person mm-hmm. and how much people liked him. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was interesting because, you know, I remember firmly. That I refused to draft him. To fantasy. I refused to draft him in fantasy football because I just didn't think he was a good fantasy player. But the reality of the situation is he was a good. He was a good pro. Yeah, he, he was a good, good pro. Person. Upstanding guy. Everybody talked about him how much of a good person that he was, you know. Um, but obviously, our expresses our condolences go out to the family of Demarius Thomas and friends and everybody um, that we can. So with that being put aside, it is time to talk about the man, the myth, the legend oh boy. of Urban Meyer. John, we're going to talk about this for a little bit because there's a lot of things that need to be said here. A lot of things that need to be said. I cannot remember a worse coaching hire in my lifetime. I really can't. You want to bring up Adam Gase? Adam Gase was a moron. I mean, that was really it. Adam Gase was a schmuck. Bobby Petrino, that seems to be the most similar comparison to this, I feel. But this goes deeper than The play on the field. This goes to the character of a man who had a checkered character passed from all of his stops and just could not, could not get out of his own way. And it was all inflicted by him. There's nothing, it wasn't like he had a string of bad luck. No. Everything he did. Like, he made his own bed, starting from, (coughs) you know, and, and I'll say this, I was for the hire when it happened because I thought he was a great football mind. He was a guy that could come in and, you know, transform the team. I was naive to the fact that his past wouldn't catch up with him now or it wouldn't follow him to this job. I mean, let's go
1: through... The the ins the incidents. I was just about to mention this to you. All
0: right. What you want to go through the incidents? I mean,
1: are we gonna are we going to the incidents in Ohio State? What? Oh, you want to go that deep? I mean, now if you do, you want to because yes, I, we I feel like this does. We absolutely should. This is one hundred percent an issue. You, you talk about the Ohio State. So stuff. there was a. I, I just have to look it up again because I want to make sure I get this right. Just out of respect for anyone who was involved in this.
0: I mean, and while John's pulling that up. Obviously, the issues that he had at Florida with... And again, all this was masked because he won. You know, like, if anybody's ever seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix, you know, there were allegations that, you know, players on that team were murdering were murdering people while they were on that
1: team. So, so go okay, ahead. I got it. So, there was a head coach on his roster that was accused of domestic violence, not a head, uh, uh, an assistant coach? It was an assistant coach on his roster, and it basically he kind of covered it up. That was basically what happened. Well, the Civil protection order against after FMR said that he and his staff had purely sent not knowing about the allegations. And it, so they didn't know about them, and there was an issue of whether he reported them or not, but then once he came under heat, he let him go, and then that's when he left Ohio State. So like, but like you said, there's, and then with the Florida thing, Aaron Hernandez. Right. Cam Newton. Cam Newton was there with the laptop incident. Like I know. There's, there's, there's just a lot. Like, and you're right, man. He just won, so it just like kind of.
0: It got brushed to the side.
1: But he's a very. And there has been, you know. Checkered guy.
0: There has been talk that since Ryan Day took over at Ohio State from Meyer that the, the culture changes night and day from Ohio, from when Urban was there and when he was not. And let's really quickly, let's, let's go through all these Jaguar incidents, right? The first one is he hires Chris Doyle as like the performance guy or the scouting director, yeah. whatever it was. Chris Doyle got relieved of his duties at the University of Iowa because he made racist remarks while he was there. Completely disregarded that. Hired him. Had to resign the next day because of the outrage that came from that hire. Then he goes and he has, well, what we know now is the Josh Lambeau incident in spring training or training camp where he legitimately kicks a player. He kicked the kicker in the leg. It's not like he smacked him on his helmet.
1: No, he actually assaulted him.
0: He kicked the kicker. Couldn't have kick anybody else. You had to kick the damn kick. Now I know why Josh Limbo sucked this year. Because he got kicked.
1: I mean, Jesus. Then he exes his assistant coaches to show their resumes. Well, no, before that.
0: Before that. We haven't even gotten there yet. Fast forward a month. And we get to the the bar. He He doesn't travel back with the team after losing. And a crushing loss to the Bengals on Thursday Night Football. Doesn't go home with the team. Goes to a bar that I believe he part-owned or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's
1: like part... It's Urban's Restaurant or something.
0: And he has this 19-year-old who... or a 20-year-old. I can't remember. And she's just grinding all over him.
1: He's putting his hands there. They shitting.
0: And it's just, you know, not a good look. Has to apologize. Shad Khan comes out and says he needs to regain our trust. Right? And that was big. Yeah. Okay, that's big. In. A month on the job for the owner of a football team. And let me be clear. An owner who is, by all experts in the industry and fans alike, is known to be the most patient owner in professional football. This is a guy who employed Gus Bradley for four seasons. Okay? Very, very patient owner. Comes out in a month. After Meyer with his shenanigans says he needs to regain our trust, so let's think about that. Let's step back. Let's step behind the curtain for a second. <laughs> My, Urban Meyer lost the respect and the trust of an owner who is known as the most patient owner in the NFL in a month, a month. And then you have the instances. It is really an ins- an instance, but you have all the stuff with the um the press conferences he's really he doesn't know the players names he doesn't like it's just crazy then you have the issue with Marvin Jones and then you have the issue with him calling the assistant coaches losers and asking for their resumes right it just never seemed to end and here to me was the none of that was the final straw for me right not when I say the final straw, not the final straw of like him. I'm wanting him to be gone. The final straw of like Shad really believing that he needed to go. I thought he were going to keep him for another year. I really, really did because of Shad's patience. You know, in the five-year contract that he had, worth however much it was. But then the other day. This is when the tide turned for me. The other day, Trevor Lawrence comes out in the media and says, the drama needs to stop for us to win football games. Let me say that again. Trevor Lawrence, a rookie quarterback on a bad football team, comes out to the media and says, the drama needs to stop for us to win football games. John, everyone knew who he was talking about, of course, because there's not one player on the Jaguars who has caused any drama this year. Not one. Literally, not, not even one. James Robinson. Not one player has nope. caused drama on the Jaguars this year. <clears throat> to me, that was that was the that was the end. That was the end, because at that moment in time. Shad Khan was put in a position where he had to make probably the most vital decision of this franchise's history. You now had Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence on two sides of the fence. You you either go with Trevor or you go with Urban. I don't know how many rookie quarterbacks can be leaders in their first year of the NFL. Let me be frank. I have so much respect for Trevor Lawrence and for what he did. He could have said no comment. He could have said that's really not my place to speak about it. Again, this is a guy who's, by all accounts, he's had a, he struggled in his rookie season. I think we could all agree with that. Yeah, way he's,
1: underperformed. He's,
0: he's struggled, right? Not all of it's his fault, but he's struggled. And yet he came out twice. First about James Robinson. We got to feed him the ball. And then the following week, which he says about the drama. If your rookie quarterback comes out and says that, Knowing full well that the national media is gonna get attention of that. They know who he's
1: talking about, and he's okay with it. That's a leader, people. But you know what it is too? You know, you know what I think it boils down to, Joe, with this team? They just literally they didn't see Urban Meyer as anything in that organization. Because he he could have listen, he could have come out weeks ago and said this, but now he was just like, I'm done. Well, he's done. Like it's over now, and you know what? It's time for you to go.
0: I am and if you're if you're a Jaguar fan listening to this today I'm going to tell you now I have never <coughs> been more confident in the direction of this franchise than I was that than I was yesterday when Trevor said that that guy gets it he knows what it takes to win and he knows what has to be done so I'm cool with T-Law. I'm good. And Shad... And you know, it's funny too. After after Lauren says that, like literally a half hour later, the story about Lambo comes out. Yeah. Half hour later. And Shad finally put his hand in the sand and said enough is enough.
1: Urban was just... You know what's crazy, man? Like he just... When they hired him, right... I was like, you know, like we were both excited, right? Let's be honest. I was. Watching him in college and you're like, Urban Meyer's a Florida legend. He's coming to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, like this is it. Everyone wanted Urban Meyer in the NFL. People, listen, everyone now, if you want to have revisionist history and not go look at articles from maybe four or five years ago, how bad everyone wanted Urban Meyer in the NFL, just like they want Lincoln Riley in the NFL. Yeah. Everyone wanted him. He didn't want to do it. Then he finally said, all right, this is the right situation for me, right? The thing about Urban Meyer, though... He is the worst body language guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Joe, he looked like he was just not engaged in the I game know. at all. Like, and and it was like, you know what, man? Like, I don't know if you're just standing there. Do you know that your headset's on? Was his headset even on? Like, he just looked very like. There was no energy from him. There was no excitement from him. And it was just like weird. Like, you don't see him and Trevor Lawrence really like kind of Vibing. Vibing. Like, you didn't see him vibing with any players. Any coaches, like, players like kinda like. They were like making fun of him almost on the sidelines. Remember that time when they were smacking his ass when they won, yeah. and they were like joking around with him. And he's like, Ooh, you know, he's weird. Then the stupid little weird handshake with Mike Vrabel last week. It just, I don't know, man. But who do you, listen? Enough about Urban. Where do you want to go from here? Like, what? Who is the guy that you really want? Well, there's, I mean, a, there's a nice short list.
0: Well, listen, I, I just want to, I want to, <coughs> I, want I want to go back to this. For, for want to just you know finish the oh, okay. the conversation here. This team Now Is in a very Interesting situation Okay They have four games left you Got Houston you got the Jets The Patriots And the Colts Okay mm-hmm. People think And they're right This is a team that is rebuilding But The way this team's played Over the past month Of the season does not indicate the talent they have on the offensive side of the football. They have talent on the offensive side of the football. It is there. It has just not been displayed. And I fully believe now that the the performance of this team had something to do with the way they felt about their head coach. They just didn't want to play for him. They did not want to play for him. And I think you're going to get a renewed charge from this team on Sunday. I do. I really, really believe so. That would be nice. If they can beat the Texans and beat the Jets, which let's be honest, even before Urban got fired, which was entirely possible, but now it feels like it's even more possible that he's gone, that they could win those two games. Not saying they will, but they can. Right? Mm. If they could win those two games, I think it's going to show potential free agents that this team is not as far away as everyone thinks they are. I that I I think, and people are wrestling with that, right? Do you, especially fans, like do you want to lose out and guarantee yourself a top two pick because then you get Thibodeau or Hutchinson? Or do you want to try to win a couple of games and still have a top 10 pick, but maybe grab somebody in the top 10? I want to win games. I've always wanted to win games. This team needs to start seeing some Ws in the win column, especially for that young quarterback. Yeah, They need to see some Ws in the win column. So let them try to win a couple of games, and it may attract some guys to come here. $70 million, $77 million in cap space. $77 million in cap space. Now let's get to your question. Who's on the short list of guys that they could hire? Let's get the obvious one out of the way, right? Doug Peterson. Clearly, Super Bowl winning head coach. He's been out of football for a year. Got fired by the Eagles after the 2020 season. Yes. Um, Last year was really a mess in Philly, but besides that, he was pretty good there. He's an obvious candidate. Yeah. To me, anyway. I think he's up there. Another obvious candidate to me, Jim Caldwell. Been out of the league for a little while, but if you want a guy who has <coughs> a calming presence... And somebody who could write the ship quickly, I think Jim Caldwell's your guy. Okay. Then you have; those are the two guys I think that have had head coaching experience that I would go after. The rest of the guys I'm going to name are would be well. As actually, one other guy that has head coaching experience that I would that they're going to interview. Don't know how I feel about it. And that's Josh McDaniels.
1: Yeah, of course, everyone interviews him every year.
0: That's that's the other one. Don't know how I feel about Josh McDaniels, but we'll see. Then you have the three guys I think that are, or the four guys that are looking to be first-time head coaches. Um. And I've always said I think a team that is a win-now team should hire a coach, and they're looking for a coach, should hire a coach who has experience and who's won before. If you're an up-and-coming team and you have young pieces, you want a coach to grow with you, very much a la Sean McVay with the Rams a couple of years back. Yeah. You know? Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers.
1: Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Right. Yeah.
0: Same same idea. First guy I'm going to give you is a guy who I don't think they should hire, and that's Brian Dable. Okay? Okay. Brian Dable is the offensive coordinator for the Bills. He was a hot commodity last year. Almost got that charger job.
1: And then went back to...
0: But Brian Dable is a guy who doesn't like to run the football. And the Jaguars' best offensive player right now is James Robinson. So just by that alone, he's out. For me. Then you have Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys.
1: I don't know how much I like that one either.
0: Kellen Moore is going to be a hot commodity in this league. And he will be hired as a head coach sooner rather than later. But I'm telling you, and I said this on the Twitter spaces before, I think Kellen Moore has a very, very Josh McDaniels-esque vibe to him around the first time around he's
1: going to be a coach. Yes, I agree with you. So, I agree with you 100% with that.
0: So <coughs> I think he needs a little bit more seasoning. So I would stay away from him as well. Then you have Eric Bieniemy, who... Has been good, but has clearly not been as dynamic as an offensive coordinator as he was a couple of years ago. So I don't know what his realistic chances are. John, me you talked about it in the offseason. There were some people that think that he doesn't interview very well.
1: Yeah, that was the big rumor, right? That he wasn't so, a good interviewer.
0: So I don't know if the deal is there.
1: You saved the best one for last, though.
0: Who am I going to mention last? Byron Leftwich. There's a reason I mentioned Byron Leftwich for last. Byron Lefwich is a guy who, if you do not know, Byron Lefwich was drafted seventh overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2003 out of the quarterback of Marshall. Byron Lefwich was okay, but by all and large was a disappointment as a, head, by, as a quarterback of the Jaguars, but moved on, bounced around the league a little bit, and then became a head coach, or not head coach, became an assistant coach, uh, after he retired became a quarterbacks coach for the Arizona Cardinals in 2018 I believe yep um and did filled in as OC after Mike McCoy got fired for the Arizona Cardinals and then after that he moved to uh Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians in 2019 yep. with Tom Brady won a Super Bowl and is third in uh offensive uh, VOA this year and the Bucs are 10 and 3 now is a some of that Tom Brady Sure. Does he have great weapons there? Sure. Byron. Byron Lefwich is a very <laughs> solid candidate for the Jaguars.
1: He really is.
0: He's a very solid candidate for the Jaguars. Doesn't he give you very,
1: like, Brian Flores kind of vibes?
0: I don't know what he gives me, and I don't want to go down <laughs> that road. But I like him as a candidate. And I do think... That the Jacksonville area would really, really thrive with him. And here's something that I'm going to throw your way, okay? Don't you, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it it has to be axed. Is there a possibility that he comes with Chris Godwin as a package deal? Chris Godwin is a free agent after this season. Could. Wouldn't that be a home run and a half to have a new head coach and Byron Leftwich, who's been talked about highly by a lot of different people in football? And you also get Chris Godwin, basically, kind of like what Marvin Jones did with Daryl Bevel.
1: I think, honestly, right? Joe, honestly, though, I think before you get a little too crazy about that. I'm not going to. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just I'm spitballing. I think if Brady was to. If Brady was to hang it up, if he was to win eight, and he hangs it up, I could see Godwin leaving for sure, one hundred percent. But, but you, if Godwin wins two titles, you don't think he's going to want to get paid afterwards? Listen, I, by all accounts, Godwin's a very team guy. So it's like, what if he just takes the minute like a less again and just... Stays?
0: All I'm saying is, I think they have a lot of good options to choose from. And Mike I, Zimmer, no. What if you took? What if all right? What if you took Mike
1: Zimmer as your defensive coordinator?
0: That's different. Now, again, with leftwich, he's going to hire guys, you would think, any of these first-time head coaches are going to hire guys who have been in those positions before. OC, I want a guy who seasoned. DC, I want a guy who seasoned. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, if it was me, I would. the only guy I would keep from the coaching staff currently is the guy who uh, that runs the defense, Joe Cullen. The Jaguars' defense has been worlds better since the beginning of the season under Joe Cullen. But... You know, we'll see what happens. But those are my guys. If I had to choose an order, I would go Leftwich of one, Caldwell two. The only reason, the only thing that stops me with Caldwell,
1: he's been out of the game too long. I don't know how long he's going to be there because cause he is 66 years old. Yeah. And you know what's funny is like when you think about it, you're like, all right, he had a Detroit team that was like, they won nine games two times with him.
0: He's coached a combined seven seasons between Detroit and Indianapolis, and he's had a winning season winning seasons in five of those seven years.
1: Yeah, so he, he's definitely a winner. Um, the only thing that concerns me, like you said, one, how long would he be there? Two, has he been out of the game too long, a la Mike McCarthy, where it's like you come back and you're a little lost? You know, like, are you hip to what's going on in the league? Like, have you been paying attention? I saw people floating out, Tody Dungy. Which is like hilarious. Tony
0: Dungy already denied that he would
1: be taking the job. Like that's. But Tony
0: Dungy did give a public endorsement to Jim Caldwell.
1: Well, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to. But there's another name that I heard today. Really quick before you go. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, everybody, the cough is still here. Um, I was watching on ESPN, and Marcus Spears said it. Okay. He said, "Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for the No Ravens, no, no." I don't think they need a defensive coach. No. Okay. All right. Good.
0: We need an offensive-minded guy, please. Yeah. Please? Be great. Be wonderful. But I am excited. I'm Now I'm so excited to go to the game in two weeks at MetLife. There you go. I can't wait. But, John, let me ask you. What do you think about this whole thing? What, I mean, from, from beginning to end, what do you think? Because this was a complete disaster.
1: It was honestly one of the worst hirings. Is it the worst hire in NFL history? It might be. It might be. It just might be. I mean, just because of how disengaged he was from, like, day one, it just seemed, something seemed off. Like, everything seemed right leading up to it, right? Like, he's doing all the videos. Like, we're going to be in the weight room. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. Live it. Own it. Bah, bah, bah. You know, the whole thing. Right, yeah. And then you get to the game, and it's just like, I said it to I said it to the group chat. It's like when, say you, like, apply for a job, right? Say you apply for a job working in an office as, like, a banker, but you've never went to school to be a banker. Right, It's like you just don't know. Like he just looked so lost, lost, like a deer in the headlights. And then when he made that comment that, like, oh, everyone's like playing Alabama every week, it's like, dude, did you watch any NFL football? Like, do you realize just how different the game is from college? It's a totally different game. Like, it's like he was just so confused. I don't know how someone goes into somebody I'm, with a football mind like that goes into an NFL season so confused. I'm going to tell
0: you something, man. As a you know how big of a fan I am,
1: obviously yes.
0: Okay, I am. I am. I am a self-proclaimed. I'm, I'm a super fan. Okay. <coughs> I was so disengaged with this team this year because of him. It takes a lot for someone like me to be disengaged with the, my football team. You have to push me to limits that, like, I, I was just so done with them. I was so done.
1: And then, like, in the beginning of the season, like, the free agent moves, you you were on it where you were just kind of like, oh, none of these really make much sense. There was, like, one that you liked. Was a Shaq Griffin? Shaq Griffin is, yeah. has been a fucking fantastic yeah, signing. Yeah, you loved, you loved that signing. But other ones, you were just like, all right, maybe it means something. Like, you were trying to, like, read between the lines of each one to be like, all right, Urban's got a plan here, and like you're trying to figure they it out. They signed a
0: and- lot of like depth guys, yeah, who they wanted to play three downs, who aren't three down guys. And listen, Roy Robertson Harris is a nice player, right? Mm-hmm. He could be a really good rotational piece. Malcolm Brown's a nice player. Jamal Agnew is a very nice player, right? Shaq Griffin was the only surefire starter that they get. They that they that they got free agency. Yeah, you know, it was just a we- it was
1: just a weird thing. I don't know. But
0: again, nice my thing. point being. If they could just win a couple of games here, and they could then sell, because again, John, it's still an attractive
1: job. It's the most attractive job in football.
0: It's still an attract. You have seventy plus million dollars in cap space. You have Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback on a rookie you're in contract. The, on a rookie contract, you're in the state of Florida with no income tax, and you're getting a brand new practice facility built by Shad Khan that's over costing about two hundred million dollars. So they have things that attract people to come play for
1: them. And a possible top five pick.
0: Right, and a very patient owner who's willing to let you kind of do what you want. The last thing I want to say before we move on about this is if they keep Trent Bulky, I might burn that stadium to the ground. Trent Balky also needs to go. Needs to go.
1: I don't even know who's a GM that's available. Ed
0: Dodds, part of the Colts organization get me ed dodds that's who i want heard it here first joe knows ed dodds now with that being over john covid's a bitch huh
1: yeah we uh we've been trying to avoid this just like we've been trying to avoid covid um but dude the whole league's got the whole league has it and i think it might not have hit anybody worse than the cleveland browns
0: It's crazy, right?
1: They need that game. I mean,
0: even today, Ronnie Harrison just got placed on the COVID list, former Jaguar, got placed on the COVID list. And now on Saturday, they're playing Saturday, they are going to be without Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Tristan Wirfs, Ronnie Harrison, I think Wyatt Teller, um, amongst uh, David Njoku, Austin Hooper.
1: Literally almost their entire team.
0: Like It's insane. It's bad and they are currently 7 and 6 and John let's be serious Have they had their whole roster they're playing the Vegas Raiders on on Saturday that's a playoff game yep that is a playoff game now if everybody's saying oh we want to move the game I, the brown's supposed to play on christmas day as well now if i'm the nfl which i'm not I would move both the Browns game this Saturday and the Browns game next Saturday, both to Sunday. On the off chance you could get more players to come back and play for the Browns. That's what I would do. But I'm not the NFL. So now the Browns are going to have to go out with Case Keenum, who's won a game for them this year. Yep. Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, injury.
1: Half the offensive line is Half decimated. the offensive
0: line and half of their defense and supposed to win against the Raiders. No Kevin Stefanski, he's got covid too. So the head coach won't be there
1: for the second time.
0: The second time this year. <coughs> so they're in a really precarious spot. They're in a really precarious spot. And if you're the Raiders, you got to capitalize on this, right?
1: If the Raiders lose, that would be
0: You got to capitalize. You got to get back to 7 and 7.
1: You know? It's it's bad. It's bad. We we didn't really talk about this the whole season, right? We didn't talk about covid. Because it was just like a couple of cases here and there. For some reason this week, it's just like. I think it's just, it's something that we're going to be calling
0: for the rest of our lives, just COVID season. Yep. Just like flu season, you're going to have COVID season. And if you remember this time last year, co- same thing happened with COVID. Same thing happened. Spiked. Spiked during during the winter time, And then it fell down apart towards the spring months. After, in 2020, and the summer and the fall, it kind of was not there. But then, as we got closer to winter, it started to creep up again. So, shocker. Same thing happened this year. I just don't know if the Browns could recover from all those. They could recover. They were able to win without Baker Mayfield because of an injury. But they had the rest of their roster intact. I don't know if they could overcome this.
1: No, they're, they're decimated.
0: I'll give you a bold prediction, John.
1: Oh, bold.
0: If the Browns win on Saturday with everybody out, they're making the playoffs. I think so, too. I agree with you. I think so, too. If the Browns win on Saturday, they're making the playoffs. They're still alive. They have to win. Well, they're 7-6. and six. If they win, they become 8-6. and six. The Bengals play the Packers on Sunday, and there's a high chance that Lamar Jackson does not play.
1: You mean the Bengals? You mean the Ravens play the Packers? Did I say the Bengals? Yeah, you said the the Bengals. The
0: Ravens play the Packers on Sunday. There's a high chance Lamar Jackson does not play against the Packers, who are five and a half point favorites with Lamar in the lineup. So, if the Ravens were to fall,
1: I don't know who the Bengals play this week. Bengals play uh, Denver. Bengals play Denver in in another must win game.
0: Right. So the Bengals. Let's say let's say say the Bengals beat the, the Ravens. The Browns beat the chart, the Raiders, and the Ravens beat and the Ravens lose to the Packers. All three of those teams are eight and six with three games to play, and each of those teams have gone one and one against each other. It's gonna come down to the stretch. But this is but this is the issue now. Now it's like this is why I think the game should be moved. Yeah, but whatever. Games weren't moved last year, so who's that game gonna be moved this year? They're just they're
1: saying just ro- let it roll. Yeah, and, to-
0: and another team that's really been hurt by this is the Washington Football Team. They're getting smacked. And it looks like Kyle Allen's going to be playing quarterback for them on Sunday. Wait, I thought he had COVID too.
1: No, I think Taylor Heineke had COVID. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: So it looks like Kyle Allen's going to start for Washington. And they have a big game as well. And they're playing, they have a huge game against the Eagles in Philly on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is a, is a game where the loser, you know, may be out of the uh, playoff picture altogether. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. And then I just saw on alert tonight. What's his name? Chris Jones out tonight.
0: COVID. COVID. Chris Jones not playing for the Chiefs. COVID. And a huge game in the AFC West Showdown tonight. Huge game. Tyler Lockett. It's just all over the NFL right now. So... COVID will impact how the playoffs shake out. COVID will impact fantasy football playoffs. That's big, for sure. Big time. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't have a, a deep team, maybe in trouble.
1: Why didn't Cooper Cup get COVID?
0: Wow, you just you're just wishing wishing death upon my wife.
1: I just I was just looking at her lineup hoping that somebody would get COVID and then it would be contagious You better, us better hope the Justin
0: Herbert just doesn't do anything tonight.
1: What if he comes up COVID positive tonight? Then I think you're happy. I, know. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen though. Nah. I think he's I mean, at this point I think they play. I like but wait, here's my whole thing. When do they test these guys?
0: I think they get tested every day.
1: Or every other day. <coughs> so how do you like where how is it spread? Oh, like, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to be a scientist right now. My brain is not letting me be a scientist about how, like, the testing time frame to them playing and then being like, oh, you have COVID. Because Odell Beckham played in the game on Sunday. Monday had mm. COVID.
0: Yeah, he probably got tested on
1: Monday. But then he was playing Sunday. So he, like, already gave it to somebody else. Maybe. It's unstoppable. It's going to happen anyway. Right. It's going to happen. Like you said, it's COVID season. It's just going to
0: happen. Exactly. exactly. Well, folks, that was a good first sleep. That took about 40 minutes. <coughs> that was a long one. That was a long one. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of games this weekend, and then we're going to get to our game picks and our sleepers and busts afterwards. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, y'all. Spencer Blinn, the producer for Perfect Spiral Podcast, and you're listening to my band, Hollow Choir's new song, What You Want. Available now on Spotify.
0: I want to know what You Want. All right, guys. Well, we're back here for segment number two of our week 15 edition of Perfect Spiral. Joe Miglio here with John McCarthy. And we are going to break down a couple of games from this past week. First game we're going to break down is going to be the one that was played on Monday night between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I have gotten on the – I got on the Rams last week. um, Quite a bit. A couple, two weeks ago, actually. Um for not playing up to their potential. They did on Sunday, on Monday. They did so without Jalen Ramsey, who was out for COVID. Tyler Higbee. Tyler Higby, who was out for COVID. Daryl Henderson. Who was out for COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? But they they played well. They played well. They did. Matt Stafford had a really good game. Um, Although Beckham had a great game.
1: Fantastic game.
0: Cooper Cup was just a machine.
1: Open on every fucking game.
0: Literally a machine. Um and their defense held Kyler Murray in check.
1: Aaron Donald was an absolute force.
0: So, yes, he was. Uh, and he ha- helped cause a couple of holding penalties late in that game that took some plays away from what the Cardinals were trying to do in that last drive. But this is a Ram- this is the Rams team that you wanted to see, you want to see on a consistent basis that you haven't seen. And I'm sure and I'm not sure that you're still going to see it on a consistent basis. But the reality is the reality. They're a game out of first place. They're nine and four. The Cardinals are ten and three.
1: You know, that was a huge that was a huge win for them. I mean, what
0: do you th- what did you think of what did you think of the Rams' offensive approach in that game?
1: So I think the issue, Joe, that we s- we're seeing with the Rams, right, is that they didn't have some balance for a little bit. One, you have to run the ball. You have to run the ball. Sonny Michel was pretty solid again. Sony Michel ran the ball twenty times for eighty yards. And you know what? Some of those holes he had early in the game were huge. Yeah. If you start running the ball, and you start, you know, you start doing your short game passing, Cooper Cup, little slant routes, Cooper Cup, little out routes, right? At least one to three times a game, you're gonna have that deep shot. Whether it's Odell Beckham or Van Jefferson, <coughs> who I'm saying it right now, Van Jefferson is is an absolute stud. Okay. They they their offense is very structured around that. Stafford looked healthier than he's looked in weeks. He looked really good. Um, but listen, they gotta have balance. And you know what? Sonny Michelle has been running the ball pretty well for them. I'd keep him in the lineup.
0: I think they're gonna use both of them going forward. I mean let's 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 hit let's go with some Stafford was twenty three of thirty. For 287 yards and three touchdowns.
1: That was that was Stafford from the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah. most Maybe his most efficient game of the season. Already gave you Michelle's numbers. Cup 13 for 123 and a touchdown. Jesus Christ. Just an animal on 15 targets. Odell Beckham, six catches for 77 yards and a score. And Van Jefferson, you just mentioned, he had two catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. He caught that bomb from Stafford. Um, I feel like he has
1: that once a game. That, that's there for him once a game.
0: Yeah, well, he's their deep threat. Very simply put, he's a deep
1: threat, and it doesn't seem like they're they're you know yearning the loss of Robert Woods right now.
0: I, again, with the Rams, this is a good game, division game. He's weird. Division games you got to throw out the window sometimes, because division games are like I you know I could see the Rams losing to the Seahawks on
1: Sunday. It's possible
0: because it's a division game, but you just never know. The Cardinals looked just something
1: looked off about them. The Cardinals looked off for a while now. Yeah, Kyler just doesn't look comfortable, healthy. Well, and but Joe, this is what we saw last year with him. He starts off hot, get the leg injury, comes back. They start fiddling around a little bit. They don't look the same. It's happening again this year. He started off hot, MVP, has the leg injury, has a month off, comes back. Well, here's and another thing, he's a little- John.
0: Here's let, let's 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 put the cards on the table here. Kyler Murray shouldn't be throwing the ball forty-nine times. He was 32 of 49, and he only threw for 383 yards, but he threw two picks, okay? James Conner only ran the ball 13 times, 31 yards, also reeled in nine catches for 94 yards and a score. But, you know, this team is not going to be successful if they're throwing the ball 50 times down the field. And now... DeAndre Hopkins is out for a lengthy period of time. They're saying he may come back in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, the timeline is six weeks with that torn NCL.
0: So, you know, they were in the driver's seat to get that bye, and now it would have been super useful if they would have got it because it would have been a week extra for Hop to heal up. They're saying a six-weeks injury. They have four weeks left in the regular season, and then if they don't get the bye, that means he would miss the wild card round. If he doesn't come back
1: in time. Yeah. It's It's, tough. That's a tough loss. That's a big loss for them.
0: And not to mention, the division is not in hand for them yet. They're a game up on the Rams. They're a game up. You know? You know, I was really encouraged by A.J. Green on Sunday. He had some nice catches. On Monday. Had a really, really nice game on Monday. But I'm expecting Christian and Kirk to take a big step forward now with no DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Um, I may even advise Canada to start Christian Kirk this Sunday, John.
1: Why are you stopping? By <laughs> no, I'm not. Joe's, gonna... on, Joe's on bye week, so he's advising other teams. I'm <laughs> oh, lo- loving this. It's great. The no, but they listen, they look a little out of sorts. They got to get going. Losing Hopkins does not help. Now, They're I will say the Cardinals
0: there. get a reprieve this Sunday. They play the Lions. So, John, don't. The Cardinals should be the Lions without DeAndre
1: Hopkins. I know, I know, but I'm just saying I need to see Kyler. And probably without James Conner too. Kyler needs to be a little more comfortable, man. He, that's it. He needs to be a little more comfortable.
0: Cardinals have the Lions left while the Rams next week play the Seahawks this week play the Seahawks. In week 16, Cardinals have a huge game against the Colts. That's a big one. Right? And the Rams are in Minnesota, which no. is a, which is a game I could just somehow see Minnesota winning. I don't know why, but I can. Then the Cardinals play the Cowboys, week 17, which is not an easy not game easy, either. No. For both teams.
1: And who do the Rams play?
0: Rams play the Ravens. So, tough games for both teams. So, it's going to be interesting down the stretch.
1: Yeah. It's going to get tight.
0: It's going to be very, very interesting down the stretch. Um in week 18 uh, the Rams play the 49ers, and the Cardinals play the Seahawks. So both got, both teams are playing division division games in Week 18. Listen, it's going to be... It's going to come down to the wire. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, I'm not sure what the division record... Because I believe the tiebreaker after head-to-head, if you've split the season series, which the Rams and the Cardinals have done. So if they finish with the same record, I believe the tiebreaker is division record your
1: record against your division which don't the cardinals have the better division record
0: i could f- find out for you let me see um, let me see i could do this i could do this no big deal um, but MC i'm West. but it, it's a, it, it it's it's interesting how things are going to shake out i think the cardinals are the better football team um Personally, I think they got a better defense. I think they got a more complete offense. I think they're the difficulty but with but without DeAndre Hopkins, it's a uh, it's it makes things a lot tougher. Why can't I pull up division records right now? Makes things a lot tougher. Why don't you let Papa take care of it? All right, you you take care of it. Let Papa take care, take care of it. Care, and let's it. move over to another <laughs> NFC West team that played a game this Sunday. Let's move over to the car the uh, the Niners and the Bengals,
1: which was a huge game and a great game. That was an incredible game.
0: I mean, uh what did Obviously, San Francisco won an overtime on a Brandon Ayuk touchdown. Um, but this is the second week in a row. Is so it the second week in a row that yeah, second
1: week yeah. in a row that the Bengals just they looked they looked awful out of the gate. And then they come back, they roar back, and then Okay, so happened in the Chargers game. They were down, what, 24-0? And then they roared back, and then they chargered themselves, and then they lost. Same thing in this game, right? So they come in, they look flat they're flat for almost 3 quarters and then suddenly there's this jolt. Joe Burrow hits Jamar Chase on a touchdown. Then he hits him on another touchdown. And this game is suddenly close. So then it suddenly goes to overtime, right? In overtime, for some reason, the Bengals kicked the field goal. Am I am I remembering this correctly? They were in they were on the 20 yard line of San, excuse me, of San Francisco, they could have punched it in, mm. but they kicked the field goal. Uh, Something happened there where it was like a bad call. So you give the ball back to San Francisco and your defense didn't hold and then they score the IU touchdown for the win. I don't I don't know, maybe it was just like a little bit of a bad coaching thing, but there's a little bit they're frisky when they want to be after they like start really really super sluggish, right? You're, you're, we're starting to see this now. We're starting to see... I, I do think that this team will make the playoffs, but that's a concern. I mean, listen, us.
0: right now, season today, they're out of it. They're out, season of today. They are 100% out of the playoffs, season of today.
1: They can't start slow against Denver.
0: And to answer your question before, the Cardinals are 4-1 against okay. the division, and the Rams are 2-2. and two. The Rams have two division games left where the Cardinals have won. So if there is a chance that they could both... Uh, so tiebreakers are head-to-head, okay, division opponent, division record, and then common opponent record. Okay. So there is a scenario if the Rams were to beat both Seattle and San Francisco, they would be four and two, and if the Cardinals were to lose to the Seahawks in Week 18, they would also be four and two. If their records are tied, then their division records are tied, then they would go to common opponent record. That I do not know the answer to. I'm not even going to dive into that. But that is the tie scenario. Okay. So answer, right now those are the standards to answer your question about the <coughs> Bengals. Jesus. Yeah. To bro. answer your question about the Bengals. This team needs to get off to better starts. You know, they're they seem like they're okay with playing from behind because they come back and they're able to get stops. But this is a team that has shown over the course of the year, if they could get ahead, they could put you away, you know? Think about the teams that they've lost to over the course of the year where the games had to come back. Green Bay lost 25-22, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the last two games, Chargers lost by 9 or 10 or whatever. They lose to the Niners in overtime. Against a bad team like the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football, they fell behind 20-10, to came back and won that game 20, uh, 24-21, right? Um, but games they get ahead... The Ravens game sticks out, you know? Um, they win 41-17. The Browns game, they get behind early. They get blitzed by the Browns. It was like 40-16. to They got embarrassed by the Browns, right?
1: So Steelers game.
0: So the, the Steelers, both games. Steel, they blitzed the Steelers both times they played. Mm. So this is a team that if they could just get ahead early, I think they're good. I do. I think they're okay. But... They're not getting ahead in these games, and I don't know if that's an offensive scheme problem. That's what I was just thinking. You know, because Jamar Chase has not been getting... Jamar Chase got saved last week with that touchdown catch late in the game, but he has not been that great. I think that Jalen Waddell has overtaken him as the best wide receiver in the rookie class this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like T. Higgins, over the past couple of weeks, has really taken a step forward.
1: Three straight hundred yard games
0: uh, in that offense, and I think he's going to do so again on Sunday. Um, they still have Tyler Boyd, still got Joe Mixon, but they need to have more structured
1: drives. Do you think it's like too many mouths to feed?
0: I don't think so. There's a lot of hate going around over there for Zach Taylor, uh, offensive uh, minded head coach. Um, I think it's a little premature. The Bengals are seven and six. You guys were four and twelve last year, so. It's Let's calm down a little bit. Um give the guy a break. You guys are in the playoff race. I'd love to be there. So I just think they need to get they need to have a better scheme. They were they were doing better than they when they were working through Mixon. It's funny how all of these good teams just work better when they're when they run the football.
1: And then when they just suddenly stop running the football, it's kind of just like Yeah. They, they just forget how to run the offense.
0: I mean, last week they lost by three points. They lost 26 23. Burrow was 20. Borrow had a good game. 26 of 25 of 34, 348, and two scores. Sacked five times, though.
1: He has been getting hit a lot yeah. more.
0: Joe Mixon did not have a great game. 19 for 58. Only three yards of carry. You know. Um, and had two catches for 10 yards. So Joe Mixon did not have a great game. You know. He's a little banged up. A little banged up. He's getting hurt a little bit. But the Bengals, you know, the Bengals, uh, they have a they have another big game on Sunday, man huge game against the Broncos on Sunday.
1: That's a loser leaves town, man. Two
0: two two teams that are 7 and 6. Winner goes to 8 and 6 and has a good good position uh with 3 weeks to go in the regular season. Um, you know, all three wild card teams I believe in the AFC. No, the Chargers are 8 and 5. The Colts are 7 and 6 and the Bills are 7 and 6. Those are your three current wild card teams in the AFC. Right now, five through seven. But then you got the the Browns at seven and six. You got the Bengals at seven and six. You got the Broncos at seven and six. You got the Dolphins and the Raiders at six and seven. And you got the Steelers at six, six, and one. So all of these teams are still in it. Literally one game out of a playoff spot. The Dolphins, the Raiders are one game out of a playoff spot.
1: I can't believe you know all that right off the top of your head like that. That's just insane. Me? I'm literally mesmerized. You just mentioned every record, all the teams on the bubble, and what's happening at the bottom of the it's end a, end. It's a, It's a gift. It's a straight-up gift. Do you, Real quick, before we move on, you want to talk about Buffalo for a second? We can talk about Buffalo for a quick minute. I, I mean... That was another really good game. I, I I
0: expected the performance that they were giving at the beginning of that game. I really did. hmm because I thought they got gut punched. I thought that they really didn't play with a lot of fight on that Monday night game against the, the the Patriots. And the Bucks came out and just completely steamrolled them in the beginning of that game.
1: Well, absolutely blitzed them.
0: And I think Josh Allen just said, I've had enough. And he just like, you know, like that Thanos meme. Like, yeah, like I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they came back. But another... another you can't play from behind against a team like that. No. It makes it that much harder.
1: And then you know what's funny is now they, they started to run the ball with Josh Allen and like then he hurts his foot and it's like, oh, uh, like he's their only source of offense. Sometimes,
0: sometimes, John, teams just can't get out of their own way in certain seasons. And I feel like for the Bills that this year is that like yeah. they just can't get out of their own way.
1: It's like not meant to be for them this year.
0: You know? Yeah. You just get like Some, like you just get
1: that vibe. From it. It's just like, you know what? Like, all right, you might make the playoffs, but it's just.
0: And it's sad because they're a really talented football team. I
1: know, you know, and you know what scares me about them, Joe? You know what really scares me? and I just thought of this. I feel like they're going to turn into the Ravens for us. Oh God! Where it's just like, all right, what is it?
0: I feel like Bills fans would love to be the Ravens, though. I don't know why. I would love to be the but, Ravens, but as aren't a Jaguars fans? Yeah, but
1: aren't they trending in that direction of like, well, what are we? Well, they have a very similar type of quarterback. Yeah, and like a similar type of offense, and like a similar type of everything. Where it's just like. You shouldn't be losing these games. I Listen, mean, granted, you played against Tampa and that's you played against Tom and that's that. But
0: as a fan, as a fan, and you're a Viking fan, I'm a Jaguar fan, fans of two struggling franchises. As a fan, don't you just want your team to have a chance
1: year in and year out? Of course. But at the same time, it's like you want to be in the mix. You want to be in the mix. But when you're in the mix for so long and nothing comes of it, And that's and that's where my team comes in where we were in the mix for so long and nothing happens. Right. It's
0: almost kind of like frustration sets. The frustration
1: sets in and it's like, all right, well, where is our reset button? Where is our what is our identity? What are we? Because I don't think Buffalo has an identity.
0: Right, but I don't also think
1: they're there yet.
0: No, but I'm just like they're not at a point where like, okay, let's blow it up. No. No, 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 not at all.
1: Listen, they'll be competitive for the next three or four years, but it'll be this. It'll be like, all right, you're gonna beat a top three team, but then you're gonna lose to Jacksonville. because now that we're looking back on Buffalo, right, doesn't that Jacksonville loss actually mean something? Of course it does. It sticks out. It's like sore thumb. We thought it was just an aberration. All right, bad game. Whatever. Jacksonville just caught them sleeping. Jacksonville just outplayed them that game. Buffalo hasn't looked right for half the year. And you go through their schedule, right? They haven't really beaten quality opponents. What, you beat the Chiefs? You beat the Chiefs in what, week five? Beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs weren't the Chiefs. Exactly. So it's like, what are we talking about here with them? I don't know. I'm just like there's something off about that team, and I'm not. I can't figure it out because I, I feel the same way about the Ravens. It's like well, I'm watching them, and I want to figure out what it is, and I can't figure it out. And they they just don't look
0: like they don't look like a huge Super Bowl threat.
1: No. And we came into the season saying, you know what, man, top of the AFC, man, it's Buffalo's to lose. It's Buffalo's to lose.
0: Well, they've lost it.
1: <laughs> no, they did now. <laughs> but like that's sure. what we said. We said, it's Buffalo's to lose, and then what happened? I mean, they look,
0: you look. At the, you know, look, we're in the middle, towards the end of December. You look at the top of the AFC, and it's the same familiar faces we're used to seeing: the Chiefs, the Patriots, and uh, you know the Titans are all there, sitting pretty. You know, um,
1: listen, I think they can make some noise in the playoffs if they get their wild card. Listen, if they get
0: hot, they're as good as anyone. Yeah.
1: But we they got to get it right. We haven't seen it yet.
0: They got to get it right.
1: But that's going to do it for
0: Week 15. When we come back, we will do our normal segment of Fantasy Sleepers and Busts and our game picks. And then we will let you know if we're doing a Christmas episode or not.
1: Oh, we're going to decide that like live.
0: We're going to decide it live. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Transition. put forgot the word for a second. All right, John. We're back here.
1: All right. We are back. Wait. So, real quick. I, I was just thinking about something. Talk to me. Fantasy Sleepers and Busts. Yeah. Are we still? We should still do those in the playoffs. I mean, everybody's lineups kind of. I, I was just thinking about that. I mean, how do we want to? Do you want to do something different? Why do we do like, who's going to be the top performer? Ooh,
0: we want to change up. Let's a little change bit. it up a
1: little bit. Let's do. Let's do top performer. So you want to do? Okay. You you pick one guy. I pick one guy. Position or just overall? Just overall. You're one top performer. Oh God. Okay. That's. The I just call- switched up on Joe. We need to spice it up a little. Call bit, me. So.
0: Call me by surprise a little bit. So you Top for How about this How about we do Want to have some fun Alright Let's All right. have some fun
1: Let's do it Fun Let's
0: pick Top Rusher For tonight's game Okay Top receiver for tonight's game Okay Okay And who's gonna have a better You know Let's just We'll do We'll do tonight's game by itself And then we'll do the games For the rest of the week Get a little bit A little bit of both Let's do it Alright All let right. go so, who do you think is going to have a better game tonight passing the ball? Mahomes or Herbert? Mahomes. Okay. By a lot or no? So, I think Mahomes... You're I, not I, saying that because you're going against Justin Herbert. I actually am. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> um.
1: So, no. All right. Real talk, though. I think Herbert has a really good game.
0: You have a thing. They both have a good game.
1: Yeah. I mean, but uh, listen... I'll switch. I'm going Herbert because you know what they need to win. They need this game more than the Chiefs do right now. I feel like okay. So I'm going to go with Herbert. I think okay. Herbert has a nice game. He had a huge game against him a couple uh, yeah. in the beginning of the season.
0: Okay, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to have the best game on the ground tonight because the Chargers um, they were better last week against the Giants, mm-hmm. right? But Edward Hilaire actually had a nice game last week, so I think they're going to build on that a little bit. I think the Chiefs finally found a little momentum offensively. Um, realize that running the football actually helps them, helps Mahomes yeah. the a little bit.
1: He's been pretty good the last couple. Yeah, nights.
0: so I think that they're going to run the ball a little bit effectively. I like Hilaire to rush for the most yards in this game. Eckler, I think, is going to be used sparingly tonight. I think he's going to be used in passing downs only, and I can see Justin Jackson running the ball a lot tonight for the for the uh, for the Chargers. I so. agree. Wide receiver is an interesting one because you got a lot of options here. Right? We got Kelsey, we got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, you got Tyree Kill. Where are you going for best receiver tonight? I'm going Mike Williams.
1: Really? I think Mike Williams has a huge game.
0: That's not what I want to hear. I got Keenan Allen in your in my semifinal.
1: Keen, matchup, yeah, but Keenan you? Allen's coming back from COVID. I, I just I, I think Mike Williams has a nice game tonight. A Couple tutties? maybe one.
0: One tuddy. Can I get a score prediction
1: from you for tonight's game? <sighs> 2320 Kansas City <laughs> I thought you were going to do it for nah, a minute. I think Kansas City wins this game. Okay. I, I just I, I was out on the Chargers. I'm going to stay out on them. Okay, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to I'm not going to change my thing on them.
0: I think it's going to be more like
1: 35-31. What
0: if it's 54? But you know what? No. I shouldn't say that. I'm an idiot for for something. <laughs> Kansas City's defense has been awesome.
1: Yeah, but that Chris Jones is out. I mean, that's a huge. Maybe like 26-17. Something like that. K- uh, Kansas 26- City. Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kansas City wins this game. All
0: right. Let's do what you want now. Biggest performer of the weekend. And then we'll do... How about we do biggest bust of the weekend? Fair Fine. enough? That's good. Okay. okay.
1: Like like the biggest the guy who we think is having the most points this week. Right. Okay. Of any position. Any position. Okay. <sighs> wow. I already have mine.
0: All right. Go ahead because I
1: need to look. And he's on my team. So I'm <laughs> He is the only man left standing on his team. I'm going Nick Chubb <laughs> against the Vegas Raiders. I think Nick Chubb, all right, all joking aside, I think Nick Chubb has a huge game. I think he has 200 yards on the ground.
0: 200 yards on the ground? I
1: think he has 200 yards on the ground. I feel like they feed Nick Chubb heavily this weekend. 200 yards on the ground, two tutties. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think he's he's literally their only weapon available. Mm. So I'm going with him as my biggest performer. For the week.
0: Biggest performer for the week. Oh, my God. This is so difficult.
1: I just dropped this on you. <sighs>
0: There's a couple of names coming to mind right now. Honestly, I would have I would have said Jalen Waddle, but he's not playing Sunday. Um, a couple of names that come to mind immediately are Chris Godwin against the Saints. Mm-hmm. They just love to get him the football. That's why I like Chris Godwin. Lately, yeah. Lately, they like to get him the football. Cooper Cup comes to mind both guys I'm going against this week, but you know, such is life. Um <sighs> Wow, this is really difficult. Really, really difficult. Can I give you the guy I'm not going to like this week? Go most, ahead. Jonathan Taylor.
1: I do not like him either this week. That I think he's the biggest butt this Saturday
0: season. night game against the Patriots in Indianapolis. Just seems like a tough, tough matchup for JT. Belichick owns the Colts. So, I will... You're going to fade Jonathan I'm Taylor. I'm going to fade on Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Have to start him, obviously, but I just think he's going to have a great game. I don't think he is either. I can see like eight to ten points for Jonathan Taylor. To, no, One of his worst of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a uh, fade guy for me this week? Fade I'm still guy. still looking at the...
1: Worst. So, my fade guy this week is my quarterback that I'm going to start, but I only, I'm only i only starting him due to matchup purposes. I am fading Joe Burrow this week. Wow. Against the Denver Broncos. Fading. Fading. You I think they lose? Like I said before, Joe, I think it's a loser-leaves-town match, honestly, but Denver's defense plays really hard. This is a game where they cannot get off to that slow start shit again. They need to score. So, I, they could lose this game. If they lose this game, it's over for them. But that would be just, really crappy. I don't think that he has a very good performance because I think that defense is just very good.
0: No, I'm gonna go Chris Godwin. <coughs> I'm gonna go
1: Godwin. As your like yeah. highest performer.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about it. The Saints have a really good defensive line. Um, the guy after it last week against the Jets. Uh if Brady's gonna be under pressure, he's gonna be underneath a lot, and I think that's where Godwin thrives. Slants, the curls, the hooks, all that other stuff. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna thrive with that. He's been the Julian uh, And he has a that, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Um, he has become the Julian Edelman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 100%. Yep. He's getting fit 12 to 15 targets a game from Brady. Um, and whenever he's open, he's throwing the football. Yep. So give me Godwin for 30-plus on Sunday night against the Saints.
1: Woo! There you go. See? 30, See what I'm talking about.
0: 30-plus against the Saints on Sunday night. Boom. Going against them. Shit. That's
1: but all right. right. At least show Jonathan Taylor to get faded. Yeah, right? All right, let's finish this up with some fantasy
0: sleepers and. uh, Oh my God, listen to me. Game picks, week 15, John. Let's remind the folks of the standings. Oh, God. Joe Miglio in first place at 33 and 32 on the year. McCarthy trailing by three games at 29. Four games, I'm sorry, four games. At twenty nine and thirty six, so John is four games behind this year. John, where are we going? I mean, last week you were just—I feel I don't like wanna, last week you were—you were being silly.
1: I was being—I was being silly. I, I was actually purposely being silly.
0: You were being me, silly but last but week, so now man. you got an opportunity to get back here. You need a bad week from me. I mean, there's only four <coughs> weeks left. There's only four weeks left. So.
1: All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'm what ready. Mean? First pick, New England plus two and a half against Indy. <laughs> he goes straight for the jugular, right out of the way. I, of course, I'm taking New England with points. Okay, you didn't tell me New England can't win this game by of seven? Of course they can. Uh, I'm going Buffalo Bills minus ten and a half. Carolina is just terrible. Is Cam Newton starting? they're going to split him and PJ Walker. Right, good luck. <laughs> Buffalo minus 10 and a half. And you know what? Just for fuck of it, give me the uh give me the money line and give me the uh give me the uh, under amount. <laughs> uh, what else? I am going to go Oh my god, no. I can't do oh this. God. Stop. No, Joe, why do you have to do this to me? This has easily become our best segment because you just like you you like I'm not taking Jacksonville again. I'm not I just it. I just looked at that spread. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh, oh, God. Oh, that's so tempting. You know what? Give me as an upset special. I don't think they win, but I think they cover. Houston? Give me Atlanta plus nine and a half. Okay. Atlanta's frisky, man. That is frisky. Atlanta not plus nine and a half. Okay. That's my upset special. I don't think they win. I think they cover. What now I got two left
0: yes yeah, so you have taken the Patriots plus two and a half you have taken the bills minus ten and a half and you've taken the Falcons plus nine and a half
1: give me Seattle plus five and a half in LA oh the balls on you give me Seattle plus
0: oh five. my God
1: got one more and then you know what we're getting points. No, we're not getting points. We're giving points. Give me Minnesota minus five. In Chicago. In Chicago. All right. John the Professor. You, you're you like grimacing through all of my picks. Uh, the,
0: the, the, <coughs> the, the Seahawks one was tough to swallow. That was a tough one to
1: swallow. You're going to tell me that if Russ doesn't hit like two deep shots, you're not going to be like shitting yourself oh, like, okay, maybe it, maybe it happens. John's picks. Vikings minus five. Seahawks plus
0: five and a half. Falcons plus nine and a half. Um. Bills minus ten and a half, Colts, uh Patriots plus two and a half. Nice solid picks. Okay. Well. This is interesting. A lot of interesting spreads this week. I am going to take COVID into account here. And Ooh. I normally would not do this because I do not like this, but give me the Eagles minus nine and a half against the Washington football team.
1: They are ravaged with injury right now. I thought about that too.
0: Um, and with COVID cases, the Eagles are coming off a bye in a game they need to win at home.
1: Jalen Hurts might play.
0: So okay, can I put a stipulation on that then? Yes. If Jalen Hurts is not, I'm going to give you a sixth game. Okay. If Jalen Hurts does fine. not play, I'm going we'll to shake. We'll shake on that. We're going to shake on we'll that. that. We'll shake on that one. That's Beautiful. Love okay. that. Okay. So okay, that's the stipulation
1: there. Because I don't think it's definite that he's playing or not. Daniel Jones is out again, right? Yes. <laughs> Daniel Jones might not play the rest of the season. God.
0: Do they take the Cowboys? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no.
1: That line was fishy to me. I didn't like that. Okay. Something about Dallas. I just don't. I don't Wow, this is a really. Okay, give
0: me the Packers minus five and a half. Okay. I do not think Lamar's going to play. And even if he does, I don't think they beat the Packers anyway. I mean the Packers minus five and a half. That line's going to move. Heavy. Well, I'm taking it, so I'm taking it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus, this is not a good week. Give me the Jags minus five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, he did it. The comeback is on. Man, Jesus Christ. The comeback is back. All right, Jags minus five. Uh Packers minus five and a half. I need a couple of gimmies here. Um, there really
1: isn't a gimme on that list. Like Tampa, you would think at minus eleven was a gimme. I don't like that. One.
0: I don't like that either. The Saints, the Saints always play them tough.
1: Yeah, for some reason, yes, and the regular Saints season. always play them tough. Um This was one of the first weeks where there was no like, wow. You know, that's the line. I think Buffalo's the only gimme, really. Personally. You think Buffalo's the only gimme? Yeah, because it, How many points is Carolina going to put up? I right, want an upset special.
0: Give me the Steelers plus 1 at home against the against the Titans. Okay. Was not impressed with how the Titans played last week against the Jaguars even though they won 20 to nothing. The Jaguars were lifeless on offense. Then the Tennessee's offense did not impress me at all. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going against a better defense this week. Um, <coughs> last week, Pittsburgh got gashed by Dalvin Cook. The Titans do not have Derrick Henry back there. They have Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. So I will take my chances with the Steelers. In a must-win game for the Steelers at home, Against the Titans, give me the Steelers plus one.
1: Um, give me. Is this is your sixth game.
0: This is my f- so I took the Eagles, I took the Jags, I took the Packers, and I took the Steelers. Steelers. This is my fifth. Okay. And I'm going to give you a contingent sixth. Okay. As well. Um. Phew, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Okay. This is really not. This is not a fun experience here. Um, just take New England with me. Fine, sold. Take New England with you, plus two and a half. Um, and then for my contingent, I am going to take. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. Take me to the Cowboys minus ten and a half. Giants are
1: a bad football team. You're gonna regret that one. You think so? I mean, I'm telling you right now. That's my contingent. Yeah, because that that, that something. Something is not, something with Dallas is not jive for me right now. You're very, very animated about it. Yeah, that. there's something off, man. There's something. Uh, did you see Jerry came out and he was like, Yeah, but the Giants are putrid. I know, but like, what if they play Dallas tough? They it can, Why would they play Dallas tough? What
0: indication have you gotten they're going to play Dallas tough? Dallas might let it happen. That's the problem. Well, if, when, yeah, with Dallas is up 30 to nothing and they lose and they beat them 30 to 15, they still win by, they still cover by 10. That's they not were up I mean. eighteen. Listen, Washington's a better football team than the Giants, right? Yes. Okay, and they were up twenty-four to six, and they ended up winning by by seven, three, seven. Yeah. So, like,
1: I see. I, I see what you mean. Maybe uh, I'm just hating on Dallas. Yeah.
0: Give me the, as my contingent. Okay. So, all right, John. Last piece of business. Are we doing oh, a yeah, show.
1: We, are we doing a show next week? Yeah let's let's do a show. When are we doing it? It's, um, it's, what day is Christmas? On a Saturday, so we just do it on Wednesday.
0: Wednesday is tough for me. Oh, wife's friend is coming into town from North Carolina. We're going to see her hmm. at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I what, have no idea what time I'm going to be done. What about Tuesday? Tuesday could work. Tuesday could work. I
1: like this. I like that we're figuring this out. Why? Tuesday could work. Going to do it Tuesday? Let's do it Tuesday. So because we'll a- we missed we missed one week already. So let's, right, let's do. We'll do. You know, we'll do a Christmas special episode. We'll make it we'll make it short and sweet. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll have cookies and milk.
0: What are we here for? What What are we happy for? Yes. What do we want for Christmas?
1: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll yeah. go through over our Christmas listens. Yeah, I like I that. See. That's fun. Right. Tuesday.
0: Show next Tuesday, folks. We did it just right here. All right. Well, this was fun. John, anything to add before we get out of here?
1: No, I'm chilling, man. That, was, chilling. A good, that was a good episode.
0: Game tonight, Chiefs at Chargers in SoFi. Chiefs are uh Chargers are ready to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City earlier in the year. So if the Chargers win tonight, they would have swept the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams would have a 9-5 and record, and the Chiefs would have to have a better record than the Chargers in order to keep their division title. Interesting game. Huge game tonight. Biggest one of note, Chris Jones will be out for the Chiefs. COVID really seem hasn't seemed to really get Kansas City and LA bad yet. So yet. hopefully that is that stays that stays the course. But big game tonight. And don't forget there is a couple of games on Saturday. We got Browns, Raiders, and Patriots Colts. And then you have your Sunday slate. Sunday night is Bucks Saints. Monday night is Vikings Bears. Let's go. So almost a playoff push, Joe. Almost a playoff push. We're almost there. Fantasy playoffs this weekend. Good luck to everybody. Good luck Most to you, especially Joe. my wife. Thank you, John. Joe, I, listen. I am. I am in a. Listen. I want my wife to win, because then that means one of us will be guaranteed to bring
1: home some money. But you know what's unfortunate? I I like my path. Can we can we talk about this for three and a half seconds? I mean, if you play me, you're going to lose. It's not going to happen, Joe. You're going if, to lose if you play me. It's not happening. It's going to happen, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm not scared of your team. My team I'm is better than you yours team. from top to bottom. Joe, you can't even say it's not. <laughs> listen. Do you want to compare this really you, you fast? You want to go listen? We're going. You, we're just about to go, but now you got me all riled up. Okay, I'm, first of all, I'm the Bill, Bill Belichick of fantasy football.
0: That's fine. Okay, you're gonna tell me. Let's 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 go. Okay, here's you. You got Joe Burrow. Okay, Nick Chubb. All right, my dude, you're starting Rashad Penny this week. Okay, you got Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, George Kittle. Nice. George Killamari and Tyree Kills is a nice little combo. And Julio Jones, who you just picked up off the street. Okay? <laughs> who I'm starting with confidence. Right. Starting with confidence. Sure. Okay. Right? Adam Thielen on the bench. And you're just not starting Terry McLaurin. Just not doing it. No. Okay. Now, let us go to the division winning by sitting Sunshine. Okay. You got Joe Burrow. I'll one up you with Patrick Mahomes. But I have Tyreek Hill. It's fine. I got Patrick Mahomes. Okay. You have Nick Chubb and Rashad Penny. I'll just, I'll just checkmate you with Austin Eckler, Saquon. Oh, and James Connor. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It's Goliath. James James Connor is the number six running back in fantasy football right now. Okay, number six. You know what number Austin Eckler is? Number two. He's your son, right? My son. Patrick Holmes, number five quarterback. Okay? Your wide receiver core. Pretty even, I think. You know? You have Tyreek Hill. You have Amari Cooper. And you have a combination of either Terry McLaurin or... Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Right? I think on a healthy week, (laughs) you're playing playing Thielen over McLaurin. Right? I counter with CeeDee Lamb, who's better than Amari Cooper. No questions asked. Okay. Not taking, not fielding questions for that one. And Keenan Allen, who is probably the same type of receiver as uh, Adam Thielen, right? And then you have Tyreek Hill. You beat me with Hill over Metcalf. I'll give you that.
1: And then I have Kittle over Andrews. Absolutely not. No. This year, Mark Andrews. Is the number one tight end in fantasy football. Have you seen Kill the last three weeks? Number one tight end for, All right, in it, fantasy football. We can talk about this next week after I bulldoze through Miss um, Miglio's uh, fantasy team. And then we'll see what happens. Sorry, Anna. It's just bound to happen. Okay. I'm talking mad shit, but you know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to lose by like 30. And next
0: week, I already picked up the Chargers defense playing the Houston Texans. Because
1: I dropped him. Well, oh, I'm an idiot. There you go. It was a bonehead move by me.
0: Checkmate, bro. I also got the Packers if all the Browns guys keep staying in protocol. Do you still have the Browns defense? No, I dropped them. They oh, were boy. the mainstay. Well, sometimes you got you to gotta, you gotta evolve.
1: <laughs> okay. We'll have an update next week.
0: We'll talk next week. Spider-Man tonight? I'm going on Friday. When are you going? Tonight. Good luck. Just give me a number, 1 to 10. That's
1: it. That's all. I told you I would. I told you I'd text you a number. Fantastic. Folks, if you're seeing Spider-Man, have fun. If you're watching football,
0: have fun. If you're doing anything, have fun. We'll see you guys next week.